It's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneke Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. As you're creating your business plan, create it with the end in mind, opposed to starting the business plan and moving forward with all the tactical stuff right off the bat. Having the overarching strategy to scale what you have so that it is not always dependent on you. Hi, I'm Henneke Watkins-Sporto, your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bookophilia, Patwa Apparel, and the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now let's go to today's episode. Today's featured guest is a successful serial entrepreneur who found her deepest passion in working with dogs and their people. In addition to building a successful dog training business wherever the Navy moved her, she co-founded and co-owned Dog Is Good, an award-winning lifestyle brand for dog lovers. She has turned her love for dogs into a seven-figure-a-year business. She's the author of Fur Covered Wisdom, A Dog Can Change the Way You See the World, which quickly became a number one international bestseller on Amazon in both the pet and self-help categories. She has received a number of awards, including recognition as one of the top 25 women of influence in the pet industry. I'm delighted to welcome Gilo Kurtz to The Entrepreneurial You. Welcome, Gilo. Thank you, Hanukkah. It's a pleasure to be here today. And I really look forward to what we're going to be talking about. Before we get into that, however, I have a fun question for you, which I normally subject all my guests to that. Okay. (laughs) So here's your fun question. If someone made a movie of your life, would it be a drama, a comedy, a romantic comedy, action film, or science fiction? Ooh, that's a great question. Oh, I am going to have to say an action film because I am always on the go and a very, very active person. Ah, okay. You sound a bit like me, huh? (laughs) All right. (laughs) I think so, yeah. Yeah, so please go ahead and share your social media handles with us so that we can connect with you or, you know, our listeners can connect with you if while we're saying something, I know that when you're saying something, they're going to want to just shoot shoot at you. So go right ahead. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, well, you can reach my company called Dog Is Good on Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash dog is good. Um, we are also on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash dog is good. Twitter.com forward slash dog is good pinterest.com forward slash dog is good and then of course directly at our website which is dog is good.com all right so now like my peak performance community i'm also very anxious and excited to hear about what is dog is good dog is good is basically a brand for people who love their dogs uh we are a lifestyle company that just wants to share how great life is when you're living it with dog. And we do that through creative and poignant and funny messaging on just a whole array of products specifically for the dog lover. Amazing. And when did you start this business? We, I am cannot even believe this, but we are going to be celebrating our 10th year anniversary starting in the fall. 
So, gosh, uh, we really actually launched the fall of 2018. Excuse me. No, that's our 10th anniversary, the fall of 2008. And, and you've been, very, you know, doing very well. What in the world, though, inspired you to, to start this dog business? Well, my professional background is as a dog trainer. And I had been training dogs a few years before attending a continuing education conference. And it was at that conference that I discovered there were products there for dog lovers, but nothing that really resonated with me on a, on a deep level. And as I had been working with dogs, not only were they really impacting my own life, but I could see what they were doing in the lives of others. And I wanted to be able to share my love of dogs in a way that was more sophisticated, that was classy, and that uh, really got a more powerful message across. So I just decided to bring up the idea. And then together with my husband and a partner, we pulled it all together. And I didn't know what I was doing when we were first launching, but we just put one foot in front of the other and just said, go, let's just test it and go. And so what has the journey been like since you started? Well, like every entrepreneur will tell you, um, it is always a roller coaster. The entrepreneurial journey is a roller coaster, but it is a great ride. I would much rather be on this ride than in a in a super safe security ride um, helping somebody else grow their business. Um, it's been a lot of fun and certainly a tremendous learning process for me as well because I truly did not know anything, not only about starting a business specifically around products, but how to take those products from idea to production and then into distribution. So that has been a tremendous learning opportunity for me over the years. Uh, it's also been really interesting to see how the relationships that we have, not only with our own dogs, but in growing our tribe, those dog lovers and the relationships that they have, how that drives our messaging and our growth within within the business. And then we also chose to diversify by having three solid pillars that would grow the company, which was based in direct-to-consumer, the actual dog lover themselves, then the retailer, wholesale business, and now we also license the brand to other manufacturers who want to use our designs on their products for distribution because they resonate so powerfully uh, with the dog lover. It, it's just been interesting. I know that in the past few years, I've truly shifted how I am in the business because the business can be very consuming if you let it. And I think one of the most important lessons I've learned in the 10 years I've been in business is to gain much better clarity around what success looks like to me. And then building my role within the company and helping grow the company around that component of what success looks like to me versus uh, driving 24-7 to continue to build more and more and more. You mentioned that, you know, I mean, it's, it's now in the later years that you've gotten more clarity as for you, as far as your vision and even your, your model, your business model is concerned. Now, you've mentioned quite an interesting model now, in, including franchising and so on. What, what, what was the model that you employed initially? And when did you start to, you know, to tweak it a bit? Yeah, so, so I just want to clarify, we don't do franchising, um, but... Or li sorry, licensing the, the brand. Licensing, so, yes. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, licensing. That's okay. In the beginning... We knew we did not want to be a t-shirt company, but what we did know was that apparel was the easiest way to test our messaging 
and make quick changes if required. So we initially started by creating some apparel products, t-shirts, some hats, some pullover hoodies, and took it to market by going direct to the consumer at various events, pet expos, festivals, gosh, you name it, wherever there were people with dogs, we showed up with a booth and got great feedback from the people. Then, as the business began to gain some traction because of the feedback that we were getting from customers, we knew we wanted to take it into the wholesale arena, that we wanted to be able to get the brand out there faster through the retail channel and reach other dog lovers in areas that we just were not in. And then from there, actually, uh, somebody discovered the brand and wanted to start licensing the designs. And so from there, we've really grown the licensing program, which has been a lot of fun because it gives us an opportunity to work with other entrepreneurs, uh, very like-minded. We get to explore new product lines and continue to expand. Yet from our perspective, as we expand the product line, we're not involved in all the manufacturing. That alleviates a lot of potential headaches when growing product categories. What are some of the questions that you that must be answered when you are thinking in terms of collaborating with another entrepreneur, for example, um, to you know license the product, the brand? Yeah, but when we're in the conversation around licensing, the first thing that we look at is what is the product category? Is this something that would be a viable product in our line because the beauty behind our company is that the product itself doesn't necessarily matter it's the messaging and the art that we've created around that messaging that resonates so powerfully with the dog lover so whether it's on a a t-shirt or a doormat or a shower curtain it still works so the first thing we do is we look at the actual product category and then we get in conversation around distribution, you know, what kind of added value can we both bring to each other? And then really at the core is, are these individuals that share our same values uh, that we would want to connect with and stay in touch with and work with because we often combine efforts at our various wholesale trade shows and share, spend time together sharing booths and showing the line as a whole story around the different products. So I think having similar values and the fact that you need to know, like, and trust each other, that is probably a very key component in the whole licensing agreement conversation. Have you ever entered into a partnership that down the road you said to yourself, "Um, no, I shouldn't have done this. This is not working out? As a matter of fact, I have. When I first launched the business, I did so with very talented young lady and my husband as the years progress we started to see that we had different visions different ideas regarding um, how we wanted to spend time in the company grow the company etc and so we parted ways might not my husband and I the the other young lady but uh, but she and I remain good friends and really it was such a blessing. All these things are always a blessing because she was able to follow her passions and her dreams, marry the love of her life who happened to be living in England. And I'm thrilled for her as she continues to, to grow and live the life that she really wants. So I feel that it was a blessing, but the partnership dissolving 
was based around just different vision and different goals. And I'm, I'm happy to say it, it parted on good terms. Interesting, because I had a guest who I spoke with today. And, you know, Miyoko Taylor, his story, he shared a story too of a collaboration that didn't work and it didn't go so well. You know, um, it, it left a, a lot of wounds after the fact. Now, how were you able uh, to manage that, you know, that relationship, even after you recognize that it's not working out? From my perspective, I can't speak for my husband or for the other person. But from my perspective, it boiled down to the fact that throughout the partnership, I always separated and compartmentalized two, comp- two pieces of myself. So there were times when there was work gila, business gila. And then there were times when it was friend Gila. And friend Gila never changed and never wanted um, there to be any hardships. Business Gila just needed to make a business decision, uh, as did everybody else. And so I think it comes down to the perspective, really recognizing that it's okay when a partnership doesn't work out. That's often a blessing in disguise. People have different goals. People have different needs. And when a person has is not having their needs met, there can be friction. And the best way to resolve friction is to dissolve the situation or you have open communication in which the two or three can come together on an agreement. But from my perspective, I truly respect this individual. I have always admired her amazing talent. And I think that's why it hasn't been at least from my perspective, I, again, I can't speak for them, a, a horrible thing with a lot of um, heart, heartache. And that's an interesting point you made uh, about, you know, the ability to compartmentalize. I mean, you are a friend, you are a wife, you are an entrepreneur, and there are moments when you have to just split um, and make a distinction among all the other roles that you're actually playing. A very interesting point on which we can take a break, and I'm going to take a break right here to thank our sponsor. We are speaking with Gila Kurtz, and Gila is the founder, co-founder of Dog Is Good. What an interesting conversation we've been having. And when we come back, we're going to turn our attention now to her best-selling book, Fur Cover Wisdom. Let's take a break. Peak performance, success is something that we gradually work towards as an end goal, but we need to be in the right environment to make it happen. Bookophilia is dedicated to providing a space for book, coffee and tea lovers, creatives, educators, students and professionals who want ideas, innovation and inspiration. They have a variety of high quality books, a cafe, events such as book launches, signings and art exhibitions and professional services uniquely tailored to your needs, culture, and tastes. Their environment provides for the full literary arts experience, allowing for multifaceted creative expressions. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bookophilia. Do you want to see the world filled with better leaders? Filling the world with leaders worth following starts with you in your company, organization, or community. On May 4, 2018, join more than 100,000 leaders from around the globe 
at the world's largest leadership event, Leadercast Live. Broadcast live from Atlanta to a community near you, Leadercast Live brings together acclaimed global leaders to create a leadership experience unlike any other. Learn from leaders like Andy Stanley, Michael Hyatt, and Dr. Jim Lehrer on why it's essential to develop your core values and principles as a leader. Join us at Leadercast Live and discover the tools you need to lead yourself first so you can lead the way for others. For more information on this can't miss event, visit hennikawatkisporter.com and click on Leadercast Kingston and invest in the future of your career, your organization, your community, and your world. Welcome back and thank you, Gilo. We have been talking with Gilo Kurtz. And Gilo, I want to hear now from you about your book, Turn a Little Attention to That. You know, it's an international bestseller on Amazon. What are some of the lessons that a dog can actually teach us? Well, I always say that when the student is ready to learn, the teacher will appear. And for me, at a very difficult time in my life, as the business was really consuming me, or I should say I allowed it to consume me, I turned to one of my dogs that I was, uh, actually a guide dog that I was raising at the time. And the turning point where I really took to heart that there are so many lessons dogs provide to us on a daily basis was uh, a particular morning sitting on my bed and watching this dog get up to greet the day, which with such exuberance and joy, as if to say, oh my gosh, everybody, it's daylight, get up, get up. And she, I just had never, as, as much as I spent time with dogs, I'd never seen a dog like her wake up in the way that she did. And I remember sitting on my bed thinking, oh, if I could only wake up like her every day, I really think life would be different. And it, that was the moment when I decided to be that student. I said to myself, I'm just going to follow her and really look deeper to those lessons that she could provide. And then from there, looking back to my other dogs and even dogs that I've trained over the years as to what were some of those very small but very important lessons that they share with us. I mean, there's the obvious of being present and being in the moment of finding some way to give unconditional love, but there was a lot more depth to it. So taking to heart what the dogs do and how they behave and pulling out of that the anecdotal lesson. For example, one of my chapters in the book is about chasing your dreams and gaining clarity around what it is that one wants and what success may look like to them. And that came out of watching this beautiful Labrador one day chase birds. She was chasing birds at the park and they were playing with her and she was having a ball and she never knew that she was never going to catch them or get them or whatever she was going after, but she still maintained a level of exuberance throughout the entire game before I finally you know, got her to, to come with me to leave the park that I thought to myself, you know, when you're chasing something, a vision, a passion, a dream that just drives you so much, you go at it with a level of energy and you drive yourself every single day because you expect to get there. And when you have that mindset shift, it engages you in a different way on a day-to-day -day basis. So that was one example. The other was the most obvious for me, which was make time for play as all dogs play and demand it basically on a daily basis, not all, but most, certainly the ones in my home. I had 
gotten caught up in my business so much the first several years that I had forgotten what play was about. I had forgotten how to hang out with my friends. I had forgotten how to laugh. Everything revolved around the business. And I became very serious as a result of that. And it was at the beach one day, very lucky I live near the beach, (laughs) that this dog got me for the first time to actually go in the water and play in the waves because that's what she wanted to do. She wanted me to throw her ball and it was a beautiful day. She was body surfing in the waves and it just looks like so much fun. And it was almost as if her eyes were calling to me like, get over here and quit standing on the sidelines, get in the game. And I just decided to do it. I was by myself with her, and I ended up spending probably two or three solid hours. And for the first time, I felt a different level of peace and joy that I had not felt in a really long time. All from a dog. I'm, I'm listening to you, and I'm sure our community listening to you right now, they all want to own a dog. Like suddenly, you know, the dog seems so appealing, even if before that was not the case. You know, what you said about it, it, it appeared as if the dog was saying, you know, quit uh, standing on the sideline, just get in the game. So many of us on, as entrepreneurs, as you're rightly saying what happened to you the, the first couple of years, we're so caught up in going after our vision, chasing our vision, as it were, that we forget to to live a little, we forget to enjoy the moment. And I've been sharing lately about my own personal lessons learned as an entrepreneur. And one of the things that stood out for me, Gila, is that I need to enjoy the journey. You know, don't be so bogged down by looking at the end. Yes, it's important to have the end in mind and to have the laser-focused, um, you know, sight set on that vision. But along the way, those tiny steps, value every moment of them, get in the game and enjoy life. Enjoy the journey and not be so bogged down by where you're not because it's a process and it's not an overnight thing. Exactly. And that's very, very easy to succumb to if you are not deliberate in how you want to build your business. Because in the end, if you do not know what success looks like to you from the very get-go, and what I refer to in that statement is not just about the money that you're making, it's about the life that you're living, where you live, how you live, who you hang out with, and what the business is able to give back as a result of your efforts that you put in. If you lose sight of that, how... Everything that you do within the business, it has to be designed in a way that gets you to that lifestyle without uh, causing it to be difficult along the way. You can't, as you just said, you have to be able to enjoy the journey. Otherwise, when you get there, actually, to be honest with you, you may not get there if you don't enjoy the journey. Wow. And that's so poignant right there. Now, Gila, you are among the top 25 businesswomen in the pet industry. How did you accomplish this feat? What what did you do that make you know in the top 25? I think that goes back to the hustle. Uh, not just the hustle, but also contribution. I maintain and build relationships on a regular basis with others in the pet industry. I enjoy opportunities to mentor other women in the pet industry in particular who are starting companies or challenged in different areas. And really all I bring to the table is just the lessons I've learned along the way and the desire to be supportive and build those collaborative relationships. I feel very proud about 
the efforts that I have put into the business as well as all the people on my team who have been a part of it because they certainly this is not a solo job um, but building we've built a really nice brand and it is a recognized brand in the pet industry and through that because of our corporate giving our commitment to excellence our commitment to service and our commitment to building relationships I think that's probably the biggest component that puts me in that category. What one final piece of advice can you give to our community of entrepreneurs or those even thinking about becoming an entrepreneur about, you know, getting involved? I think one of the biggest things that I've learned right from the get go, as you're creating your business plan, create it with the end in mind, opposed to starting the business plan and moving forward with all the tactical stuff right off the bat. Having the overarching strategy to scale what you have so that it is not always dependent on you. And on that note, I'm going to ask you to share your giveaway because you did mention that you have a giveaway for a lovely community uh, listening into us right now. Share that giveaway with us and also how it is that they may reach out to you. Well, thank you. Yes, I am excited to be able to give your listeners a free copy of my book, Fur Covered Wisdom, A Dog Can Change the Way You See the World. It would be an ebook form. And we'll give you the link in the notes. So please read the show notes and you can go right to that and download your free copy of the book. And then to reach me personally, you can just go to dogisgood.com or reach me directly via email at gila at dogisgood.com. Gila Kurtz, it has been a pleasure. Uh, you have certainly enlightened us and inspired us uh, just by the way you've shared your story, just by telling us about even the wisdom that we can get from, from, from a dog, you know, a most unlikely source, as it were. But you have brought that to the fore. And I just want to say I appreciate you. We appreciate you here in this community. And we sincerely wish you all the best as you continue to grow your business, to scale, and to inspire. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and an honor to be a part of this program. And now, a word from our amazing sponsors. We needed to raise capital. But our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing, or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. What do you know? We have come to the end of another great episode of the Entrepreneur You podcast. I trust that you learned something and that something resonated with you so that you can share with others. And speaking of sharing, I'd so love for you to leave a comment on the show notes page of each episode. Well, we're talking about this one in particular. Leave a comment at the end of the page so that when you go the topic, you click down. 
And at the end, there is an option there for you to comment. If you're accessing through iTunes, then by all means, I'd love for you to leave a rate and review. That will keep us as a top rated podcast. It means a lot to me for you to help me out in this way, right? I know you are listening from all over the world. And I so appreciate it from Japan to Germany to India to Pakistan, everywhere in the Caribbean, in the United States, in Jamaica in particular. Big up my Jamaican peeps. Big up those, of course, in Ohio and all those other states that persons are listening in from, that you are listening in from. I so truly appreciate you. Now, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can actually send me an email, you know, send it to hennikawatkisporter at gmail.com. I am truly looking forward to connecting with you. If you want to send me a voicemail too, you can do that through my website. Just go to the middle at the right of the screen. There is an option for voicemail when you go to hennikawatkisporter.com. I do want to hear from you. Remember, you were born to win. But to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. Walk good. <laughs>